Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of the huge match between Bayern Munich and Villarreal in the Champions League. Bayern Munich, of course, is down 0-1 on aggregate, having lost the first match in Spain to Villarreal. And I got to say, this is one of those matches that is going to be filled with intensity from start to finish. I think there are a lot of Bayern Munich fans on edge right now. I think that, uh, you know, it's just one of these weird, weird games that I'm not sure many people expected Bayern Munich to be in this situation. And now the key thing is to see how Bayern Munich reacts to being in this spot, to being down a goal and seeing if they can claw back into this obviously to come out and get a quick one against Villarreal to get things started at the Allianz Arena would be huge, not just from a tying the aggregate score standpoint, but also getting the crowd involved. Going to make a little assumption that the people in the crowd are going to be a little revved up for this match. They're going to be loud, I would say. I think there's going to be a lot of singing and chanting and a lot of a lot of noise in general. So, Let's just take a look at both teams right now. And I think if you're a Villarreal fan, you probably are feeling pretty good about how your team played in the last match, but you probably wonder, can they do it again? Uh, Villarreal turned in one of the more impressive performances against Bayern Munich that I can remember. Uh, And it's not like it was a blowout or anything. It wasn't like the, the Borussia Mönchengladbach game from earlier in the season in the Pokal. This was a match where defensively Villarreal just frustrated Bayern Munich from start to finish. They forced Bayern Munich into bad passes. Uh, They did not give them much room to operate in the final third. And they frustrated the hell out of Bayern Munich's attack to the point where I feel like Bayern Munich was just hapless and did not have any solution to what the problem was. And that's a huge credit to Unai Emery and his staff and the game plan that they put together, but also to the Villarreal players and how they executed that game plan. Uh, Bayern Munich is going to have to be very careful not to fall into the trap of forcing things. They're going to have to find a different way to penetrate that defense, a different way to be creative, and a different way to actually get some shots on that. They need to do a better job of generating offense, generating shots, and shots that actually have a chance. I feel like there have been times over the past few weeks with Bayern Munich where they've fallen into the trap of, shooting for the sake of shooting. And what I mean by that is they'll take a shot. It's not a terrible idea, but the the percentages on the make are pretty low. So I feel like at times Byron has settled for shots rather than continuing to work for the better opportunity. And that was a big problem against Villarreal. So this one should be hopefully a little different for Bayern Munich. They've seen what I would consider the best of Villarreal in their defense and what they can do to frustrate a team like Bayern Munich Now it's up to Julian Nagelsmann and his staff to come up with a game plan, to come up with tactics. They're going to be able to counter that. And how do you do that and contain Villarreal and and stop them from scoring? Because if Bayern Munich starts to press, and, and, and they will, and they start to feel a little bit of pressure there, they're going to get more aggressive offensively. And when you do that, you're going to leave yourself susceptible to counterattacks. And that is probably the biggest fear I think any Bayern Munich would have, any Bayern Munich fan would have right now is how will the team handle those counters when the attack is just going for pressure, 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 and trying to keep the heat on the Villarreal defense. We've all seen how quickly other teams can counter Bayern Munich and will 
the Bayern defense be up to the task of being able to make those key stops when they need to on those counters. This is all so fascinating. It's everything is linked together, but I think the common theme is that Bayern Munich is going to have to sell out and go all out on defense and try and get those two goals. I'm sorry, on offense and get those two goals and force the issue, force Villarreal to have to play with you. Uh, obviously just scoring one would put Villarreal in a position where they're going to have to open it up a little bit. But if Bayern Munich can put some early pressure on, go for goal very early and be successful twice, I think it would obviously change a lot of things, but it would put Villarreal in a situation where they are the team that's completely uncomfortable. And listen, while I personally have, have picked Bayern Munich to come out of this, I can totally see why people would be uncomfortable against Villarreal. They were that impressive in that first match just because of what they did and how they performed and how they were able to frustrate Bayern. We don't see teams able to do that consistently. We don't see teams able to really do it for a whole match. So if you're a Villarreal fan, you've got to be at least somewhat confident that your team can step in and do it again and that they'll be able to, to at least hold Bayern Munich to, to one goal, which you know, would obviously, if they can do that, that means you've either scored zero or two and that puts you through right so um you know it's 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 obviously or i would say should say the two puts you through the zero at least gets you into extra time but it's really going to be a lot of a lot of fun this match there should be a lot of energy and uh it's really going to be a fascinating tactical matchup between the two coaches and for julian novelsman i really do think that the pressure's on him right now. I think Unai Emery has zero pressure. I think he's already taken this team to a point where many did not think they could reach. But for Julian Nagelsmann, this would be a disappointment to see his team bow out now. And Nagelsmann's tactics in that first match were, were called into question by a lot of people. So I think he's got some pressure on him, and now it's up to him to see how he responds and how he has prepared his players for their own response on the pitch. Uh, obviously with so many veterans, so many talented players, there's no excuse for Bayern Munich not to win this match. But, you know, we've seen crazier things happen in footy and Bayern Munich, obviously, despite being a heavy favorite, uh, is just like any other team. They're susceptible to playing a team that, that might want it more, that might be more intense, that plays with a little bit more of a sense of urgency and even a team as good as Bayern Munich could, could fall victim when you play a team like that. And the one thing I would not expect to change from Villarreal is that mentality where they played completely all out. They left everything on the pitch. They were so intense. They played with just every possession mattered. There was so much urgency to everything that they did. Whereas Bayern Munich, it did not look like they played with any urgency. So while I hope Bayern's mentality does change i don't expect Villarreal to change at all i think that they will approach this match the exact same way and it wouldn't shock me if emery uses the same kind of tactics even though it might seem a little bit silly given that byron has seen it i think at some point you have to make byron beat you right you have to be able to beat you doing what you do best and if what Villarreal did in the last match is what they do best then i think they should come out and if i was a Villarreal fan i'd say come out and do the same thing and make byron adjust to you so that will be very interesting to watch play out. I think it's a fascinating tactical battle. And I think the play on the pitch is going to be, it's going to be intense. So be a lot of fun. Uh, when we look at Bayern Munich and try and predict their lineup, 
And what we do know is that they suffered a huge blow in my mind when Nicholas Sula was ruled out for the match as he's got the flu. Quarantan uh, Taliso, Eric Maxim, Chupa Moting, and Bunasara are also out. Um, and that's not shocking. All of those players were rumored to have uh, injuries that might not necessarily be long-term, but long enough to keep them out of this match and probably next weekend as well. Uh, so I think Bayern Munich has probably settled in on a core group of players for this match and how Julian Nagelsmann aligns them is going to be uh, a big key to this. Will they go with uh, a back three or a back four? Who among those wingers, who among the midfielders, who among the defenders are going to play? So I think, I think I've narrowed it down. So I'm going to give you what I'm predicting for the lineup and, We'll see how good it matches up with Nagelsmann's choice 11 uh, when we get to that stage on game day. But I'm going to go with a 4-2-3-1. I think Nagelsmann, as much as he likes the back three, is just looking at his personnel for this match and thinking this is the way he has to go. I think that when you look at the lack of a natural right wing back, I don't think he wants to take the chance of using a player like Coman or Gnabry out there on the defensive flank that's going to have to assume all of those defensive responsibilities in addition to joining the attack. So I just don't think we're going to see that back three for this match. Doesn't mean we won't see it again this season, but I think it's a four, two, three, one as we head into the contest. As far as the lineup goes, I think think we're going to see Manuel Neuer at goalkeep. I think we'll see Alfonso Davies at left back, Luca Hernandez at center back. Dio Upamakano also at center back and Benjamin Pavar at right back. If Nicholas Sula was healthy, it would have been very interesting to see what Nagelsmann was going to do. Would he have used Sula as a right back? Would he have used him in place of Upamakano? Has had some very shaky moments throughout the season. Um, I tend to lean toward him using Sula over Upamakano, but you know, doesn't really matter right now because Sula has the flu and will be unavailable. Now, one of the other Really fascinating parts of the lineup selection will be in the central midfield. It might seem like a no-brainer to say Joshua Kimmich and Leon Gretzky will be the starters, and that's who I'm going to go with. But Jamal Musiala has done a lot over the past month or so to really put himself into that mix to be a starter. But I think what we learned in the last match against Villarreal, while Musiala was what I would say okay, like he was all right, he wasn't anything special, he wasn't great, but he was okay. What I think that we learned was that you need a bigger, more physical presence back there with Yashua Kimmich to help combat some of the intensity and physical play from Villarreal. I think Oretzka is going to fit that bill. I think while he did have a pretty lackluster game on Saturday against Augsburg, Goretzka is going to turn it around and have a good match. Kimmich has been, wow, really out of form of late, but really all season. He just hasn't been you know, lived up to that level of greatness that I think we expect out of him. And, uh, you know, it's tough to watch sometimes when you know he's so much better, but for one reason or another, it just has not all clicked for him this season. Either way, I don't see Musiala taking either of those two players out of the lineup. I mean, it's it's possible, but I'm going to predict Kimmich and Goretzka will be that double pivot to start. Ah, the attack. Let's just get it out of the way and we'll say Robert Lewandowski will start at striker. Thomas Muller will fill that attacking midfield slash second striker role. But when we look at the wings, things get a little bit complex. They get a little bit cloudy. Who will Julian Nagelsmann start on the wing? So when I did the lineup post for BFW, I looked at a couple of things. 
I looked at the form of all three players that would be in contention there. Now, if it were me, I would also throw Musiala in that mix, but I don't think that Nagelsmann is going to do that at this point. In fact, if it were really my call, Musiala would be starting as one of the wingers, but whatever. Um, I looked at a couple of things. I looked at form. I looked at recent performance. I looked at injuries. I looked at everything. And what I came up with was Serge Gnabry starting on the left side and Kingsley Coman starting on the right. It just seems like that's the way that Nagelsmann has been leaning of late and using those players. I think Sané is out of the lineup and will be on the bench. And I think not only has Sané struggled with uh, his form on the pitch of late, but, you know, he did have an incident at practice where Nagelsmann called him out and there was an issue there. He did kind of dismiss Nagelsmann as he walked off the field when being subbed out on Saturday. Uh, Sané was not happy about that. So I think there's something going on with Sané, uh, whether it's just his form or whether he's, I don't know. I, I've seen some of the German media outlets refer to him as a diva. I'm not going to go that far. Uh, he just He's apparently unhappy about something. Maybe he's unhappy with himself and just is not projecting his frustration in the right way. Uh, but regardless, I don't think when he's at a form like he is that it's worth starting him. Now, the caveat to that is, Sané is one of those players that can change the game on a dime, right? He can do so many things. He's got an electric left foot that it's really tough to keep him out of the lineup. Now, I think Coman is kind of undisputed in starting at this point. I think he's a player that you have to have on the pitch. So it really, for me, came down to Gnabry versus Sané. And just because Sané had been battling with his form, I opted for Gnabry, who has not been great either, let's be honest. So um, this will be very interesting if either of the two wings struggle, if Gnabry or Coman can't get it going. How quickly will Nagelsmann look to go to Sané? How quickly would he look to potentially bring in Jamal Musiala? I think if Thomas Muller and Lewandowski also struggle, Nagelsmann's going to be looking at those two as well. Now, I don't think he would pull Lewandowski out. I think there's no way that would happen. But as we saw before in the last match we against Villarreal, Nagelsmann will pull, he will pull Muller. He will take him out if he doesn't feel like he's bringing much to the pitch. And to be honest with you, uh, Muller had, has really not been great lately either. So it seems like while Bayern has been consistently good over the course of the season, they're picking a bad time to have some players really scuffling, whether you're talking about Kimmich, Sané, Muller, uh, Makano. I mean, there are even even Alfonso Davies and come back last week. He looked physically like he was OK, but his technical ability looked off. And, you know, we can all make the assumption that's because he probably hasn't done much over the past couple of months. So, you know, it's just a it's a bad time to not be in top form. But, um, you know, these are the these are the cards that Julian Nagelsmann's been dealt and how he handles these players, how he sets them out, and when he opts to sub, they're all going to be key tactical things. And at some point over the course of the match, I wouldn't be shocked if he opts to go to a back three. We've seen him change mid-flight before. It wouldn't shock me again. Um, Nagelsmann just has that kind of ability. He's very unpredictable with a lot of what he does. So for me, just watching that part of the match is always very interesting and very fascinating and when you see Emery and you see Nagelsmann try and go head-to-head and outwit each other, that's really one of the fun subplots of this match. 
As for a prediction, I will say, as I put in the weekend warm-up on Friday, that Bayern Munich will win this one 2-0. I have some faith that Bayern is going to be able to put together a good enough offensive effort and a strong enough defensive effort to push through and get to the semifinal round. It won't be easy. Nothing with Bayern Munich really ever is easy. So I think this one is going to be tough. And there's a part of me that that wouldn't be shocked that Villarreal pulls it out. But Bayern is Bayern. Uh, They typically find ways to win games like this. And until that final whistle blows, I'm going to probably believe that Bayern will, will work to find a way to make this happen to get the amount of goals that they need to win this in advance. So I'll say 2-0 Bayern Munich in a very hard-fought game. I think both clubs will have a lot of respect for each other after this one. I think that this will be a big, big pivotal moment for Julian Nagelsmann in his tenure at Bayern Munich. I know it's early on for him, but people are going to remember this match and how he sent his team out, what kind of tactics he put in place, and how the team executed them. And it is, it's a pivotal moment for the young coach. So we will see how it goes, but as always I'd like to thank you for tuning in, for listening, for downloading this podcast. You can always get me on Twitter at the barrel blog. You can get our site at Bavarian FB works. You can get Tom at Tommy Adam 71. You can get, I need no name at BFW You can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner and you can get Samarin and Schnitzel on the site with the posts that they write or the podcast that they produce. So, uh, Hey, have some fun watching this one. It should be, should be intense. So <laughs> however you cope best with intensity and tense situations, uh, make sure you have all of those coping mechanic mechanisms together there. This one will be a lot of fun. Enjoy the match and we will see you next time.